I am the goal, the sustainer of all being, the God, the witness, the abode, the refuge, the well-wisher. I am the origin and the dissolution of the universe, the basis of everything, the resting place and the imperishable Oh! Oh, why, hello there. I'm sorry, I didn't see you enter the portal. I was just, I was just reading my, my daily paragraph, Tep. Bhagwad Gita. But never mind that. I'll I'll pick it back up later. Um thank you. Thank you for deciding to click on the link that you did and for stumbling upon to this transmission of the wolf portal. How lovely. How lovely it is to have you here. And I hope that you know that right now I'm sending you and all the cells and molecules, nuclei, elements that make up your vessel so much love and so much light and so much positive vibrations. I got to tell you guys, um, I went through a bit of a hard time this past week, not for any reason in particular, just, you know, hormonal things and, and life things and what some may call depression. I've never really thought of myself as depressed. Well, I guess that's a lie. I guess, I guess actually there have been quite a few times where I put myself into the depressed category. But ever since I started embracing my consciousness for what it is, and ever since I became aware of my journey as a spiritual journey. I don't really put myself into that category anymore. I guess it's just because I have the understanding that life comes in waves. Experiences come to us in waves. Life gets so high and it peaks only to come crashing down again and as it crashes it is already building up that momentum to rise it's a never-ending cycle it's beautiful uh and i do my best to embrace it for what it is it's not always easy though and like i said i was kind of in a dark place but last night's was a new moon in pisces and I don't know if it was the ritual that I conducted or the flowers that I bought for myself or all the time I spent basking in the energy of my crystals or the weed that I smoked last night. I don't know exactly what it was. Perhaps it was a mixture of all of those things, but I woke up feeling like somebody lifted a 2,000-pound anvil off of me. It was beautiful. It is beautiful. I feel fucking amazing. And I am so excited to present to you this transmission of the wolf portal. My friends, you beautiful earthly interstellar beings, you're in for a treat. Before I say anything else, I would like you to know that this is the first episode of The Wolf Portal that was recorded not only in audio format, but also 
recorded in video format as well. That's right, friends. That's right. You heard me right. If you go to youtube.com and type in the Wolf Portal episode 11 right now, this transmission will pop up and the intro won't won't be there. So you should probably, if you'd like to, you could finish listening to this intro. But just know that you have the option, if you so please, to watch me and this week's guest, Danielle Peterson, conscious creator, drink way too much wine and talk about life and talk about all the things that we are most passionate about and all the ways back to the divinity that is you and is all around you. You can watch us. And in all honesty, it might be a little bit better if you do because there is a lot of there's a lot of cackling and and towards the end hiccuping. Honestly, I drank so much wine that I got the hiccups. And and I don't know, you might find it entertaining to see us, to be able to see us go off the rails, which is really what happens in this transmission. I mean, just drunk at the end it all falls to pieces um it's almost a little embarrassing but a learning lesson in itself next time i record an interview of the wolf portal i will be sure to drink more water and less wine Mm -hmm. so yeah i won't be recording every episode of the wolf portal like, I won't be videoing it, videotaping it. Jesus Christ, can I fucking talk? But for the special episodes, every once in a while, well, they're all special. I don't want to, I don't know why I said that. They're all special episodes, but every once in a while, there will be a video transmission, depending on how it does. I might begin to do it more often. Hmm. With that being said, this interview is super special because I'm interviewing my really good friend, Danny Peterson. And it's like, we haven't even known each other for that long. It's been a little over a year, but it's really rare to come across a person who not only shares many similar interests as you do, but who you can get with and just bask in high vibrations. And that's what me and Danny do. We go out and ground. We go to the beach. We do yoga. We'll get together and meditate. We did a little, a little soul alignment session thing that hopefully will one day grow into a retreat the best way that I can articulate it is that I think we see the light within one another and encourage the growth of that light which is something that's really it's just really special um yeah and so Danny is amazing. I would love for you guys to connect with her. 
and follow her on Instagram. It will be linked below this if you're interested in taking charge of your financial matters and taking the leap into consciously creating money, uh, definitely connect with her and look into her program. That's right. She has a program called Consciously Creating Cash that is all about destroying limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the wads of cash just waiting to flow into your experience. Mm -hmm. With that being said, I'm going to stop babbling. Uh, And I truly wish all whose ears this comes across the best. I wish you love. I wish you light. I wish you strength. I wish you growth. I wish you synchronicity. And I just express deep gratitude for your continued interest in my shit, in the wolf portal, in these matters. Um, And yeah, I love you guys. Uh, Please connect with me via Instagram if you fuck with the wolf portal in a good way please 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 leave a comment on apple podcasts if you could leave a review uh that's really great for the podcast and yeah thanks for thanks for being with me and being here and being with yourself and i love you did i already say that i think i did but now you know how much a lot obviously i said it twice anyways now is a great time to head on over to youtube and watch me and danny get borderline belligerent i think that's the right word watch us get drunk off of wine and talk about matters of the heart matters of the journey matters of the soul or to continue listening to this audio And I'm sorry for the hiccups at the end. Love, light, and the highest vibrations, you sweet, sweet beings. Danny Peterson, thank you for entering the portal with me, love. Thank you for having me. Yes. Glad yes. to finally be here. Oh, it's good to have you. It is certainly good to have you. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have you introduce yourself to the people and do the spiel and everything. But I thought that first uh, we could both sort of me and Danny are both into journaling and documenting our incarnations so I thought that we could both uh start off with reading one of our entries 
So. Oh, you might have to get a little bit more up in there. There right. you go. It seems so simple to live this way. I don't know how I ever forget. To let go of the worry and the fear and to know that the universe has my back. To truly follow my heart. To keep going and to open up to possibility. It's funny how life gets in the way. How life takes you again and again back to square one. But it isn't really life, but rather our conditioned minds. It isn't our fault that we have these beliefs ingrained in us, but it is our responsibility to let go of the pent-up emotions, the hatred and jealousy, and sadness and fear, and replace it with love and acceptance and joy. It is so possible to live a life of joy and appreciate every day. That's just a little, mm, little excerpt. That was really fucking good. Thank you. I can't believe you were having doubts about that. That is good. Well, that is really good sharing that uh, journal entry for the first time, any journal entry for the first time, vulnerability. We might have to get a little bit more up in there. All right, it's getting closer. Yeah. You're moving in. Move, all, move up in there. And you there can you also go. make that taller. Oh. Yes. That's the move, that's the move. Um, not sure how, but I know you can. <laughs> there you go. And you just have to like, there. All right. Beautiful. Wow. There we go. Here she is. Alrighty. Onwards to mine. I am the alchemist of my own reality. No matter how many times I forget, how out of control things feel, how dark and cloudy things get, may I always remember this truth. May the tears, pain, guilt, and loneliness Fear and confusion melt into the power, the joy, the love, the wonder, the mysticism, the excitement, and ultimately transform to light. I am feeding the joyous, loving, grateful, optimistic, knowing sweet parts of me, watering the flowers, propagating the parts of me that know, that do the work, that are fueled by my big, beautiful, powerful heart that is powered by the cosmos. The work is peeling back all the muck, the cloudy, murky, obsessive, trauma-ridden rage and depression. Underneath it all is me, the real me, the cosmos me. It's all good. It's all love. It's all light. I'm so happy and grateful to exist. Thank you, universe, spirit guides, angels, higher self, ancestors, cells, cooperating elements, everything. Namaste. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it right now. Um, those of you tuning in, it is a Full moon. Ow. Ow. Full moon in Virgo, baby. Um, and this is the 11th episode of The Wolf Portal. And I thought it only right to have my most synchronistic friendship here with me to do this episode. Uh, so, Danny, could you introduce yourself to the people? 
I would love to, and thank you for the small introduction. Hello everyone, I am Danny, aka Conscious Creator, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach. Me and Shannon met just about a year ago at this point. We did, I still remember that day. Uh, I went down by the pool with Kiara, um, and she's like, you're going to be meeting my roommate, my new roommate, because I think I had already met Carly, but like, never really hung out with her, and I still remember the song playing, it was, oh, fuck, what's it called, it goes, dun, 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 but it was just a vibe, we had all the drinks out there, you had beans, and I just remember like, peering over, and you were like, chilling, relaxing, but the first thing that I noticed about you was your mandala tattoo. And I was like, is this girl spiritual song? <laughs> spiritual? So, continue. Those instant. I remember I have all those pictures on my phone of the crystals lined up with beans. Oh, I have them too. Up. I have them too. I was just looking at them the other day. Uh, beans my dog, by the way. He might make a guest appearance. Might make a little guest appearance. He's on the couch sleeping. It's past his bedtime, but... <laughs> Yeah, I remember that day. I think, was that, that wasn't the beginning of the pandemic, was it? Not quite, no. no. Things were okay. still normal then. Back in the day. Back, back in, the day. in the day, pre-COVID. What the fuck? No, but yeah, it was actually incredible because I feel like even though we didn't even know each other, we we definitely just got along very quickly, very fast. Mm -hmm. And then, You're here. you know, kind of when... I changed houses, moved out with Kiara. I feel like that's when our friendship really blossomed. We had that, like... Mm -hmm. It, like, it started blossoming before. Mm -hmm. I, I remember exactly when it was. We were at the beach for Cinco de Mayo, I think it was. Yes, that was it. That was it. We were taking pictures of each other, yes. and we were in the water, and you were like, what do you think about a book club? And I was like, book club? lit and so we started to bond through these book clubs mm -hmm. um and I was peeping all these sort of similarities that we had um and we're both very much into looking at these different realms of life and sort of exploring them um and yeah things mm -hmm. have just progressed from there mm -hmm. all the different uh other quantum realities out there so many. Who knows what we're doing in the other one. Oh, man. One of them we're already at a festival that we should be at. And we're probably dressed exactly how we're dressed right now. I think we're dressed like this in every single of the quantum fields. And if not this, then we're dressed in some other form of... Exactly. Exactly. If not, it's probably like the alien versions of us, and they're just dressed in, like, normal shit. Like dresses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Oh. Well, there's so much for us to talk about, so many different levels that we've been able to connect on. Um, one of those things for us and for a lot of other people who are on similar journeys is the subject of religion. So if it's okay, I was thinking we could talk about the evolution of our relationship to God um, then versus now how we saw God then, and who we, the understanding that we have of God now. Yeah, 
Definitely. And wow, we're starting off on a uh, loaded question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right in. Um, so for me personally, I grew up in a Catholic background. My mom was super, super strict. My family was very religious. I did the whole first communion and went through it that way. You know, went to church every Sunday, did the uh, everyone prayed, had you know, God was a very big part of my upbringing. My mom was also very against witchcraft and wizardry. wasn't even allowed to watch Harry Potter because it was... You weren't <laughs> allowed to watch Harry Potter? No, and would you believe that it's now my favorite movie? Maybe it's the rebellious part of me, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck that shit. Harry Potter it up I mean, all I day. I love Harry Potter, honestly. I my, love Harry my Potter. My grandma, who's not super religious, would sneak us the movies... So oh, I love that. Even when we weren't allowed. But I love that. Yeah, so growing up, my mom was really strict, and it was pretty ironic because there was definitely a lot of, like, drama, drugs, crazy, just, like, bad relationships in my family, especially the family that was really geared towards religion. Mm-hmm. So it's funny how that seems to work. It is funny. The universe seems to have a sense of humor, like, oh, this is all the shit you want to avoid? All right, well... We'll see about that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I guess from... I'm just going to put these on really quick to see if I can hear you from where you're speaking. Do you want me to wait for a second? Okay. Okay, cool. So from growing up and doing the First Communion, that was all, like, in Minnesota. When I moved to Florida, kind of just got... All right, when I moved to Florida, we started going to church, but we couldn't really find our church, so mm-hmm. we did, like, Baptist church and Christian churches, and we never really found, um, I guess, like, another Catholic church to go to. Right. And my mom kind of just stopped going. My stepdad wasn't into any type of religion, anything like that. And then as I saw, like, the... As I became older and realized, like, the struggles with my family and Mm -hmm. how fucked up everything was, I started to turn away from religion. Mm. And even in high school, I actually remember telling one of my best guy friends, we were drinking just, I think it was, like, one Friday night. We were all drinking, taking shots of fucking green apple Smirnoff. Ooh, (laughs) devil's juice. Yeah, that that was the drink back in high school, but... I remember him talking about religion and bringing it up and me being like, no, fuck that. It doesn't exist. God doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. How can you even comprehend the fact that there's so many different races and they say Adam and Eve was one set of people? Yeah. Literally was like so aggressive to the point that I called myself an atheist. Mm. And that was a while, like a long time because I truly hated how I saw my family treat people, people. right? Yeah, that yeah. that hypocrite, that mm-hmm. hypocrite factor mm-hmm. that like so often plays itself into religion just it gave me a bad taste in my mouth too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the hypocritical factor, the fact that I felt so controlled when I was younger to the point where things weren't even allowed. Like my mom claimed that 
it was bad for me to even wear like a two-piece bathing suit. Mm, yep. <laughs> How are you going to even equate any type of religion, God's love to what you're wearing? It's so funny. Oh, crazy. So anyway, getting pretty deep into that. So going to pull it back a bit, but it just, like you said, left a really bad taste in my mouth for right. so long. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got into, I picked up a book and it brought me into the personal development world. What was the book? It was actually Jen Sincero's You're a Badass. And Ooh. I don't know what it was about that book, but it changed the trajectory of my life yes. because it just inspired me that there was something, there was so much more. And the crazy thing is, is that I watched The Secret and I believed in the power of the law of attraction since I was in high school still like that. But I didn't, I didn't connect that with God or religion or anything like that. They were two completely different things. Like for me, the law of attraction was just thinking positive mm-hmm. and really, really just like changing how I thought about things. So I try not to think about things in the negative way. So like the lack form, but like I said, did not, did not connect that to religion at all. And so anyway, back to the book, I picked it up and it was so inspiring and it really just got me to dive deep into myself and my own development. And long story short, it brought me through just like a loophole or a rabbit hole of so many different podcast books, just everything. I pretty much swallowed everything whole, like took as much in as I could. And it wasn't until I started to almost come full circle around religion to connect it back with personal development, because I feel like when you get so deep into it that it really does come full circle around to dive into spirituality. It does. And you realize that that what they talk about in religion, it all makes sense, but the way that they say it right. is so right. messed up. And there's so many like restrictions and rules mm-hmm. when I used to not even believe in God. Like it took me 10 years to even come back to believing in God because I thought God was this one person who was supposed to be like controlling of all and how can that be love? Right. And it wasn't until I finally realized that it, it, it was so weird. It was just like all these epiphanies kept happening and it would be like, wait, this is what God's love is. Mm. This is like what it's meant by we're all children of him and we're all made in his image. Yeah. We're all made of, we're all one of the same being. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so crazy to just, you know, see it all go back full circle from starting atheist to now I feel so just loved by the presence. Right. Right. Hmm. It's so interesting because through doing this whole wolf portal, um, I've come to talk to a lot of different people on similar spiritual journeys and so many people, it's almost like a catalyst. Like you start off in some fucked up religion. So Mm -hmm. just so that you know that there's like something higher Mm -hmm. and then, uh, it just, it just evolves. Uh, so for me, um, 
you know, I was born into the Christian faith and we hopped around a bunch of different churches as well. Um, and yeah, I was just kind of like looking back, I feel like my mom, like, like felt that there was this higher power, but didn't exactly know where it was. And maybe that's why we were bouncing around from church to church, whatever. Um, and so It was like that for the majority of my childhood, and then my mom met my stepdad, who was a devout Jehovah's Witness, so it was funny, because she's like, we're going to get so much new church clothes, like, that's how she, like, reeled us in, we're like, new church clothes, okay, (laughs) (laughs) oh, you should have seen me back in my church fits, I had the frilly socks, puffy dress, puffy underwear, it was... (laughs) <laughs> the same barrettes, all of it. Same <laughs> Not quite the same buns, but the same buns. But so, yeah. And so we start going to this new, they don't call it church. They call it the kingdom hall. And it's different from our regular church. Cause whereas before we just have to like get all dressed up and, you know, do the whole thing on Sundays. This was Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. And then we had Book of Revelation studies, which the Book of Revelations in the Bible, for those of you who don't know, is fucking terrifying. Um, It's all about the rapture and the world ending and when God's going to come. So that was every Thursday. Then we had Bible studies two times a week. So this religion had pretty much completely taken over my life. Um, And me and my sister were kind of already like, what the fuck? And then on top of that... Uh, they they came to tell us, like, yeah, your cross necklaces, throw it out. All the little things, the little gifts that you made us for Christmas, no, no. this really? Yeah, no angels in the house, none of that. No birthdays, no Christmas. So then me and my sister were already looking at each other like... No birthdays? No birthdays. Really? No birthdays, no Christmas, that. no holidays, nothing that celebrates yourself, because the only one that should be celebrated is the Lord himself, Ooh. Jehovah. So, you know, that wasn't working for me and my sister. So we, we split it and we had our dad get full custody of us, moved in with him, which is a whole other story in itself. Uh, but yeah, so, so after that, you know, I, the, the Jehovah's Witness thing had me so lost and confused. I was like, what the fuck? So Christians, Catholic, Jews, fucking whatever the African religion is that celebrates Kwanzaa, just because we learned about it in school, and and Muslims, but Jehovah's Witnesses think they're the only ones that are right, and they're the only ones that are going to be saved, and everybody else is going to hell? Like, that just didn't seem right to me. That's kind of the thing about all religions, though, right? Like, it everyone is. thinks that theirs is the one and yes. only way. Yes, it's insane. And it's so funny because they're all teaching the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's you, all like at the core of it, it's all the same. But they're like, no, 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 our version's right. Yeah. Our, so, you know, I had, I was just, didn't sit right with me. So I was like, all right, well, I guess that God's not real. But this had me feeling very conflicted because I would step outside and look at a blade of grass and just like look up from the ground to the sky and be like, well, if God's not real, who the fuck made this? <laughs> like, who the yeah. fuck? What is going on? So I had all these questions, but I went through this period um, that probably lasted a couple of years where I was just, like, completely lost of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But when things would get really fucked up, I'd still pray, which is fucked up because it's not how it should be. But I, I was the same. I, I would like, literally say, like, please, God. And then I'd be like, I don't even believe in God. Why am I saying that? I'm like, God, if you're real and if you love me, then... I won't what? get in trouble for this. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I'm like, what's good? So, you know, and God did show himself, herself, itself to me mm-hmm. many a times. Um And so I was kind of like in this weird period where like I felt guilty. I felt like a guilty Christian because I'm like, I believe in God, not enough to go to church, not enough to study the Bible and do all this shit, but enough to pray to him when I need him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was just like this weird period until fate had it that I was going through some fucked up drama with my ex and found myself in the self-help section in the library and found this Deepak Chopra book that blew my existential socks off. And it was the first time that I ever heard the whole you are the universe type of, type of spiel. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, the book really gave me a lot of like so many different perspectives that I had never even thought of and like literally chills reading each page of it. And for those of you guys listening who haven't heard my other podcasts, just get on that. But uh, the book is called The Ultimate Prescription to Happiness by Deepak Chopra. Amazing book. Um, and so like around that time, I had I had been working at this restaurant in front of this girl who was collecting all these crystals. And so at the same time, I started getting into crystals. And I started piecing all these different all these different elements together and ultimately ended up, you know, finding God again, mm-hmm. uh, my different God. So God then to me versus God now, God then, uh, very judgmental, very picky, very very like this one group of people are are gonna go to heaven everybody else going to hell Mm -hmm. uh and everything you doing i'm watching Mm -hmm. so you better be good (laughs) because you're nice exactly someone tell me which one it is (laughs) literally i'm watching everything you do you fuck up you're gonna be condemned so you better live right you better live righteously. You better live it just like Jesus did. Um, and so back then I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same. Now, the way I look at God, I still, the way I look at God is now I don't, now when I pray, I'll usually say dear universe or source or creator. I usually don't say God. Sometimes I do, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I look at God now is, is, is this huge complex that our minds cannot comprehend. Mm-hmm. But I think God is a benevolent force. And there are certain things from the Bible that I still believe. See, because like the thing about the Bible is <laughs> there's so many things. There's so many things things. like, like, first of all, if I type in that entry that I just wrote or just read from my journal 
into Google Translate and translate it from English to Judaism or whatever. So they completely different. Completely different. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. And so it's like, it's like, who the fuck found the Bible in the first place? Mm -hmm. What, what mood were they in? (laughs) How many different times has it been rewritten again and and again and again? And what's been taken out and put in Mm -hmm. for, for controlling the masses and all this shit. That's the thing about the Bible. It's been so misconstrued, but there's still the gems that can't be misconstrued. And one of those gems is we are made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when you think about things like fractals, that's one of my favorite uh, favorite constructs, where, where the whole is just made smaller and smaller and smaller, but it's still the same thing, but it's just smaller and smaller and smaller. And I think that's what we are. We are all made in the image of the creator, um, and, and we're all in this incarnation so that the creator can experience itself in this material material mm-hmm. world and yeah. that's what my view of God is now yeah I remember whenever you first told me that and it actually blew my mind I was had to sit there and absorb it for I still to this day think about that I'm like wow that is so true about the fractals just, or about yeah, God just about God like living and experiencing life through us mm-hmm. because it is this super enlightened, powerful, all-knowing being, and they don't. it doesn't get any polarity. There's no good or bad for it because it just is mm-hmm. everything. Exactly. So getting to experience those different things through us makes it, that's what makes it so... Is it still recording? All-knowing. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I always used to one of my one of my arguing points back when I was in my atheist past was that um, the Bible was written to be literally just morals to keep everyone in check. Yep, that's the thing. Honestly, it's still I do believe that, and I don't at the same time because. For one, yes, I think that a lot of it probably is, but I also feel like what you said, there are so many truths and so many mm-hmm. powerful stories. So many. And that's like mm-hmm. now that I have this completely new frame of consciousness that I oh, view yeah, I um, yeah. and perceive. It always blows my mind when people can just sit there and read the whole Bible. But, you know, I do want to go back and read some of the Old Testament versus the New Testament and, mm-hmm. and just read them and try and understand because I was listening to uh, this podcast with Aaron Abke. Have you heard of him? I don't think so. Oh, girl, he will blow your mind. He's one of the reasons why I was able to accept conscious or to accept God again mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, but he puts it into he, he mystifies Jesus. So he calls it like mystified Christianity. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he was saying, like, it's so obvious when you go back and read this, that God or Jesus had reached the state of consciousness that we're at, probably past it now. Mm-hmm. And he had to speak in parables and all these things mm-hmm. because he's living in fucking old, olden day Jerusalem or wherever the fuck he was. Yeah. You know, those people wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, right. 
right. Like this, we're all we're all made in God's image. Like no, so he had to like I don't want to say dumb things down, but just just kind of like you know speak in a mo- more poetic form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so so yeah, that's what he did. And so I'm really curious to go back and read the Bible and see what resonates with me. Yeah. Now. Actually, it's funny that you say that. I've been having that calling for probably the last year now to... Next book club. Right? (laughs) To read the Bible, just because I would like to see if I can look at it from fresh eyes, from, like, an open mind, because before, I was absolutely against it. Like, hell no, I'm not going to read the Bible, because why why would I ever do that? Why would I put myself through that? But now, I do feel like there's so many truths, and now that I... I can say God without cringing because even still, like sometimes it's still a trigger word. Like it's, Oh, I remember the first time we talked about it. Oh I felt gosh. like there was, you're so wound up. I like, I could definitely yeah. sense the energy. It was, and honestly, I was like, it's very, I feel you. It was like a lot to work through and I still work through it. Like, Oh yeah. Same. It's traumatic to the point where my, like my family shunned my sister for, dating a girl and Mm -hmm. oh yeah same my family is not accepting yeah my sister at all and it has a lot more to do with uh just like like my dad's side of the family is not even super religious he's just like we've never had that in the family we're not having and i'm like Mm -hmm. but why Mm -hmm. why does it matter yeah crazy i was i'll say it i was actually even talking to my cousin about this whole matter and she's like ah i don't know gay people just know and I'm like, but why? Like, like who cares? And she's like, come on, Shannon. You know, in the Bible, Adam was made with Eve. And I'm just like, oh, my God, come on. Like, you know, and so and so religion being used as a reason to judge others. Mm-hmm. Just that's one of the things. That's one of the things. And that's why, and also like not even just judging others, but whole countries and civilizations have gone to war because my God is the right God. And it's just yeah. like, it's, yeah, people it's literally sacrifice their lives and kill for a living because of this, their God, quote unquote. It's disturbing. It very much does, you yeah. know, whenever people, come up with that excuse not excuse that judgment for Adam and Eve and being like needing that it being like a man and a woman I really see it as like it truly is just the balance of masculine and feminine energy mm-hmm. not specifically like male genitals and female genitals that have to be together it's just that like the balance, balance of, of the life. yin and yang, them, exactly. So. Which you know, this was not something I had written down, but like, fuck it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Masculine and feminine energy. Love that you brought that up. And this is like, it's something that is very prominent in all of us. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's not something that I've thought about a lot, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to uh, dive deep. Uh, so in terms of yourself, what do you feel like 
What do you feel like you lean towards more? What do you feel like, you know, you hold more space for within yourself? Uh, yeah. It's an interesting question, and I have thought about this, because this is new for me, too. Like, I haven't really dove into masculine and feminine energy that much, but personally, I think I, I grew up at least in the last, like, 15 years with seeing a very hardworking mom and... Keep going. Okay. <laughs> and, um... I, I always equated hard work to how you just lived, not even necessarily success, because my mom has never been wealthy. She's I been, can relate. She's been very, like, paycheck to paycheck, living basically just, like, with what she had, and even growing up, like, very, very... I, I wasn't, like, poverty poor, but poor to the point where, like, I paid for my own school lunch from, like, my allowance. It's so funny looking back on it. Because I'm like, damn, like, we was poor for real. <laughs> but, like, we didn't know. We didn't know. Oh, no. Like... I knew. We were, when we moved to Florida, we were living in a two-bedroom with me, my stepdad, my sister, my stepbrother, obviously my mom, and this guy that was, like, best friends with my stepdad. Damn. That was six of us in a two-bedroom, tiny ass, like, because it was right on the beach. So, number one, it was fucking small. Because it was expensive. It was like yeah. $1,400 for this teeny tiny apartment. That's pretty cool about your parents, though. They're like, we're going to be on the fucking beach one way or another. Because oh, they could have gone to the hood or like something. And they were, I don't think they knew what they were doing. They were like, we're moving to Florida. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> beach, Florida, beach, perfect. Got it. <laughs> um, I mean, that house is like bomb location, I will say. But six of us in a two-bedroom that like, and you see my apartment now, like, Probably fucking this size. Okay, maybe like a little bit bigger than oh, the bigger wow. end, but it was not big. It yeah. was very crammed. Yeah. And from there, it was. I don't want to like get down this hole because it's a whole other story. This is not the question. I'm <laughs> gonna reel it back in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point of that is that seeing, like, growing up with my mom who worked so hard, worked so many hours. She literally worked nights and then would wake up and still like have another job in the day. Mm-hmm. And she worked so many hours, still barely, barely getting by. And so I feel like I got that that belief ingrained in me that I had to have that masculine energy of, like, yeah. work, 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 like, yeah. hustle, grind. And it's crazy because it didn't even equate to anything. It didn't even, like, bring me any... I mean, I, I think I grew up being like, okay, I'm never going to be where my mom is. Like, I don't want to... Nothing, obviously, no shame against my mom. She did the best she could with the information she had mm-hmm. and all of that, but I never wanted to be in that place on my own terms. Like, I wanted to always have enough money to do everything that I wanted because I had to live in that state. Mm-hmm. But then I think after working so long and getting, I know I'm young, but, like, fucking burnt out. Like, I wasn't enjoying my life at all. Mm-hmm. All I did was work and... I missed out on so much, and like I said, I know I'm young, so people go their whole lives working, but I would see my friends whose parents were paying for stuff, and like, they were getting scholarships so they could go out and do stuff in college, and me working like all throughout high school, all throughout college, always missing out on all the stuff, I just got fucking tired of it, and I 
flew into mm-hmm. my flow. Yeah. Like took over all feminine energy. It was like, no, fuck this. I'm not gonna work. I'm not gonna do anything. Mm, I love it. And that didn't serve me either. <laughs> because although I do love that, I was in limbo for like two years, not wanting to work, but ha- feeling like I had to work, but not being able to tap into my flow enough to like just live in my in what I was doing, and now I find, I'm still working on it definitely, but I finally feel like I've found a bit of a balance between working and living, and have like gotten to a place that I feel a lot better. Mm. So, I love that. Long winded, but mm-hmm. what about you? It's really interesting because now that I'm beginning to learn more about archetypes, um, I'm I'm realizing that like how important uh, the stories that we've told ourselves are. So with me, one of my and this is that this is something that I learned from uh, Eric Godsey's podcast, uh, Myths That Make Us. Um, Something that he says is. Uh, like he'll ask the guests what's one of the most important like what's one of your favorite movies like growing up like cartoon movies because uh, he feels that that's like a story deep embedded wow I literally just got choked truth of truth of I feel like I'm literally about to cry because one of my favorite sorry to cut you off no go 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 for it was like this movie where this kid went down a slide into like a make-believe land Ooh. and I'm wondering if like that has to do with like escapism fucking <laughs> <laughs> reality like me being like uh. oh man so <laughs> so for me there's a couple different movies uh, and stories that were my favorite like one of my things is I love the the seal Silverstein. The, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> oh man, it was just this book of poems. Um, you read poems when you were a child? Yeah, it's like a child's poems book. The, the it's, I think it's the same person that wrote The Giving Tree. I know you've heard of that book. Yes. So it's the same person, but they also wrote, like, they had two really popular, like, children's book of books of poems. Is it time for another bottle of wine? Just she coming. She coming. Oh, ho, ho, for the wolf portal? Should I take a knee? I just can't wait. Should I take a knee? Take a knee. Nah, I ain't gonna do all that. Maybe next time. <laughs> On your knees. <laughs> On my knees. Alright, we got chill. This going on YouTube. Anyway, <laughs> so one of my favorites was Cinderella. And you know, really thinking about it, I think no, I know that I had a lot of daddy issues. Um my dad's probably never gonna see this. If you do, Daddy, I love you. But <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> Just kidding. No. 
Same as your mom, same as all of our parents. Our parents did the best they could with what they had, you know. But there were a lot of times when, uh, you know, our mom had custody of us and our dad just wasn't always there. He was off living his own life. Uh, and, and like I've told you before, you know, there used to be times when I'd be like, well, my dad never called back the fuck. Uh, but now being an older person, uh, sometimes, and I feel like shit saying this, but sometimes I'll tell my niece or tell my little brother and sister, I'll call you back. And I get so caught up in living my life that, you know, I forget. So I can completely see where he was coming from, but my dad just wasn't always there. And as a kid, you know, I'm like, well, why doesn't daddy love me, you know? So I think some daddy issues stemmed from this. And watching the Cinderella movies, I'm like, oh, well, Prince saving the princess, me, I'm a princess, from all her troubles. So... I feel like I kind of came up with this concept, like this guy is going to, a guy, a man is going to save me from all my troubles. Damn, I'm getting real on here. Yeah. I was going to get this real. <laughs> the chills are fucking <laughs> So, yeah. Um, so thinking about the masculine, the balance of masculine and feminine energy within myself, it's always been a lot a lot, a lot of feminine energy. And also, like, another proponent of that is, like, I've always just wanted to be, like, dainty and, like, beautiful. And, like, like you know, that's just always been something in me. So I feel like uh, in a lot of ways, I haven't embraced that masculine energy within myself. Because um, I don't want to be fucking masculine. Like, motherfuckers are always telling me I look like Serena Williams anyways. <laughs> You guys don't know how much I get it. It's too much. Not that she's not. She's beautiful and talented, but like, damn. Damn. <laughs> I was just like, you know. So uh, so working to embrace the masculine energy within myself has definitely been something that I've been working on more. Um, and it's been cool, like even with the podcast and stuff, because masculine energy is just like getting shit done. So it's it's been a fun challenge. Uh to to work with within this incarnation and sort of uh just sort of test the limits and yeah. and you know how how much better can I show up today how much better can I show up today yeah. you know how much more can I embody this energy within myself today so it's honestly it's it's so funny that you say that how you were like oh I, I didn't want to be masculine I want to be like dainty and cute taken care of, whatever, swept away, I feel like I've always thought the exact opposite. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not having any fucking guy come out here taking care of me, like, I can hold my own, and because of that, my my relationships, I've seen it, like, I look, obviously not then, but looking back, I've seen it play out, like, I was paying for my very first boyfriend's all of his shit. I paid mm. for his college. I was paying for everything. Wait. I gave him money to pay for his classes and, like, his rent. Yeah. And that was just, like, I was just giving because I always made money. I was always the friend who had money, but that's because I worked so much. Right, so I right. I always had it. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, and I never wanted anyone, like, even 
conversations like blowing my mind open because <laughs> I'm thinking like my Old second portal. boyfriend, yeah, right? My second boyfriend who gave me, mm. he gave me, like, this eyeshadow palette, and I was like, damn, that's what it looks like in here? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, right? I was just so grateful and shocked and astonished that he gave me something, because, like, I had never had that before. Like, nobody just gave me gifts. Yeah. He gave me gifts. Yeah. Without it being, like, my birthday or mm-hmm. whatever. So when I got that, I was, like, really, really touched, but also at the same time was, like, well, why'd he do that? What's, what's the catch? What's the agenda here? What's he want? Literally, I was, like, what's the catch? I remember him showing up to my house with a bag from Ulta, and he was, like, I got this for you. And <laughs> You're I was, like, like why? Why? <laughs> literally, I was, like, oh, thanks. Dude, but why? Cute this bottle cap is, like, literally the X right there. X marks the spot. Yes, it does. But that's funny how you said that because, like, in my past relationships, um, I can definitely see looking back how my daddy issues um, and lack of willingness to embrace the masculine energy uh, showed up because, like, with like, with my exes, like, my most recent ex, actually, thinking about it, like. Good thing that this astronaut suit is wine-proof, baby. Up, up here in Mushroom Land, they well, don't care about it. Near you. Mm-hmm. Please edit out that part. <laughs> 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 All right, Scotty, time for me to beam you up. Right over the laptop. Could you imagine? <laughs> <I was Ooh. laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. But yeah, like anytime we would have plans, which also like looking back, like he was just pretty bad with plants. But anytime we'd have plans, cheers. Mmm. I like. Ooh. Right? Wow. So different from what we were just drinking. Very different. The pessimist. Yeah. How about it? Here's the cork if you want to set it up. I love this cover. Artwork. Beautiful yeah. artwork. Um, but yeah, I would just get really upset with him whenever... It's still recording? Yeah. I would get really upset with him... If he would cancel plans, or not even, like, even if we didn't have plans and I was just sort of expecting us to hang out, <laughs> and and um, instead of wanting to hang out with me, he'd be like, yeah, I'm actually going to hang out with the bros tonight. I'd be like, so you don't love me? <laughs> you know? Um, and it was so funny because, like, back then you couldn't tell me nothing. I was like is up with him like what is going on but like now looking back I'm like oh my god I was being crazy like and it all stemmed from that little girl inside of me that's like why isn't daddy coming this weekend yeah crazy crazy I'd love to I know this is your podcast but I'd love to hear how 
you have seen the difference in just all of this like relationship wise with you versus your siblings Mm, what do you mean like I guess how how they see God how they Mm. act in this type of situation like do you think do you see like these issues playing out in the same way that you saw them in yourself Ooh, damn see see now you're making me think about shit on a level that I haven't even thought about I see that I see that with my sister I don't want to, like, psychoanalyze her, but, and I don't say anything, but I feel like I see it from afar. My sister jumps from relationship to relationship to relationship. Mm -hmm. She has not taken any time to herself, and it's not me talking shit, because, Mm -hmm. to be honest, if the universe had it so I could jump from relationship to relationship, I probably could, because it feels good being with somebody, you know? It just feels good being in love, Mm -hmm. but that's not what the universe, that's not what the universe has willed for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I have had a lot of time to work on myself and think about these things. My sister has not, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Now I'm about to start psychoanalyzing her and it is one, 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 but it is. Oh my gosh. Cheers. Cheers to that. Ooh, one, one, one. Should we spark up this moon water and honey incense? One, 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 ladies and gentlemen, thank you for entering the wolf portal. and then just let it burn for a little bit. Let it burn. Honestly, dude, it's fucking hot as fuck, y'all. Don't tell the people who run the spaceship. Yeah, thanks. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Take the wig off. Take everything off. Rip the tapestry down. Wig? I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> playing out Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because something I did actually think about this isn't rose which did you pick frankincense sandalwood no this is lavender oh I love that Mm -hmm. mine is rose hmm all right (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to boof it (laughs) bring it here Moon, water, and honey, everybody. Seriously, if you want to check out a 
lovely, wonderful company to buy things such as some sexy ass waist beads. If you're a lady wanting to tap into that divine feminine, if you are just somebody just trying to get a little bit closer to the divine, um, check out Moonwater and Honey. Uh, it's a beautiful company and they offer so much. Anyways, uh, yeah, my sister has not been dealing with any of her issues um, because she's been trapped in, I don't want to say trapped in a relationship. Trapped in the matrix. Trapped in the fucking matrix. Oh, you know what? This brings me to one of my other questions. Mm. Actually, I don't have anything about the matrix written down here, but... So, something that I have written down here. Another field in which I feel like we have really connected on is how the wellness and spirituality worlds just melt and mix and mesh into one of another. So maybe we could talk about that for a little bit. Um, I some little notes I have written down are gut health. Exercise, yoga, meditation. Danny, with the gut health, tell us something good. One of my very favorite topics. So, as I said, I'm a mindset and manifestation coach. And get your life right with Danny. Get your life right with her. Check me out. Follow me on Instagram, dannypeterson.co. Anyway, um,. Our gut is literally our second brain. And as we know, our, our, our reality comes from our subliminal messaging from our subconscious mind. And our gut can influence that so, so strongly in the sense, yeah, in the sense that if you have bad, if you have like, problems with your gut, if you have just irregular anything, it's going to be affecting your mood, your mental state, your, your whole life, honestly, and, I know, oh, but not to cut you off, but literally, it was funny, because I was listening to something, I don't know what it was, and the person was like, Uh, they were talking to the shaman or somebody in some other indigenous culture. And they were like, they were like, oh, you silly Americans or you silly westernizers, whatever. You, you use the brain up here as your first and only brain. Us, we first check in with our heart. Mm -hmm. Then we check in with our gut. Mm -hmm. Then we check in with our brain. Because when you look at it, I'm pretty sure, like, the gut has the most neurons, like, more neurons than your actual brain has, which yeah. is insane, but, but continue. No, that's so true, and it's so crazy, because I think I actually heard it from an Aubrey Marcus podcast, where he was talking about how anytime there's, like, certain shamans, per se, and anytime you go and do, like, ayahuasca or whatever, you have to do cleanses before, because otherwise it's, like... The, the bacteria, the parasites, the bad, everything bad in your gut is what's speaking because that's how strongly of an influence it has on your self, on your personality, on that's who you crazy. are. And 
I have seen it so many times in my own life. Like I've seen people who eat shitty food and it immediately changes their mood. I've seen people who go through really terrible gut problems and they have anxiety, depression, like it affects you so strongly and people don't even realize. Skin problems, sleep problems, Everything. all this shit. It's fucking crazy. Like and honestly, like, thank you, Danny. Because before I met you I want to say, like, maybe I knew something. Like, I, okay, so when I was living in North Carolina, I did, like, a couple cleanses here and there. Mm-hmm. But that was just all because I was trying to get, like, weight snatched. Yeah, that's a couple it. times. That's, that's all I was thinking about. I'm not sure where it cut off, but uh, realizing how big of a proponent that is. Because if we, like, really thinking about it like that, our gut has the most neurons. That's why when you get like a gut feeling, that's why like the gut feeling is a thing. Like, oh, I don't know, this doesn't feel right in my gut. And people are just like, oh, that's that woo-woo bullshit. But like, no, it's because like your gut actually is firing all these connections throughout your whole entire nervous system and the whole rest of your body. Like, and and so just think of if like everything in your gut. Like, all your beautiful, intelligent, potent gut neurons are fucking all muddied up with McDonald's and the fucking pesticides that are on everything. All that shit. There's literally parasites. Fun fact. Tell them. 80% of people have parasites, and they don't even know. I didn't know. I had no fucking idea. Until I met gut health queen Danny, Ooh. and I fucking was like, let me start actually soaking my vegetables in apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. Let me do these cleanses, and let me start drinking kombucha regularly. Yes. And the, I, <laughs> I still get, uh, something I struggle with is I'm always fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I wake up tired. I don't know why. Actually, like, I've been waking up with more and more energy. I've been going to sleep early or whatever. But I felt so sluggish and weighed down all the time. And since I have started um, honoring my gut, Mm -hmm. my energy, my energy levels are up. Mm -hmm. On top of my energy levels being up, um, I just feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel more in tune. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Like like I said this earlier on the Conscious Perspective podcast, uh, interview that I was doing but like if I think of myself my incarnation everything that I am as a flower um when you think about flowers like when they bloom they bloom all these petals come out uh they don't just bloom with like a couple fucking petals maybe they do but those are like those fucking off-brand weird-ass flowers they're beautiful too in their own way (laughs) fuck them two petal flowers fucking weird ass flower no but like like a flower blooms and all the petals open up evenly and it's beautiful and so that's kind of like how I see myself and other individuals uh, on their journey because like you know first you realize like oh I'm not my thoughts I'm not I'm not this little fucking voice in my head that won't shut the fuck up that's pretty cynical about the world and everything in it I'm actually the awareness witnessing it I'm actually connected to the divine in some fucking amazing way that I don't understand. 
And then it's all about like, how can I honor that? And how can I nurture it? And that's, that's when you start going down the, uh, the personal development. What was it you were saying? Uh, yeah, all that. And, and you start like, all right, well, I feel like shit all like I now I know this, but I still feel like shit all the time. How can I? Oh, well, maybe if I start going to sleep earlier and what else can I? Oh, I get it. I guess if I start eating healthier and feeding my spaceship healthy, <laughs> healthier, healthier fuel, then then uh, then I'll feel better throughout throughout my existence. And uh, what else can I do? I guess if I start like maybe like burning some incense or like collecting some crystals, there's just so many different routes. So many different modalities to exactly. get to like, this place of, I mean, honestly, it's, it really is all about just raising your vibration mm-hmm. because every yes. single small change like compounds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Everything really does just compound. Like the smallest thing, like you said, getting one crystal, lighting some incense, fucking going to sleep a little bit earlier. Grounding. Grounding. I was telling Shannon the other day, I don't give a fuck anymore. Who cares? I literally go out in outside of my apartment building, sit down in the grass in front of everyone and I just fucking take my shoes off and sometimes I bring my journals sometimes I just sit there and honestly just like look up at the sky people probably think I am a fucking weirdo but I truly don't care like I feel so good because you're soaking up those electrons just sitting in the sun like you don't understand it really is the smallest things like putting your feet to earth feeling the sun like vitamin d is so motherfucking essential if you're not getting your vitamin d like seasonal depression is such a huge thing because people don't get that vitamin d they're not they're not being lit up from like the outside in yeah the sun literally charges you and did i ever tell you i just had to put my sunglasses on temporarily because this smoke will dry out my contact lenses damn too cool for me (laughs) too cool for school anyways though uh like i was saying um did I ever tell you that before I dropped out of college, my creative writing professor, or actually, no, 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 it was my speech professor. They looked really similar. Um, both fine. Anyways. <laughs> I never had any of the fine professors. You didn't have any fine professors? No. No. Dude. Literally none. My finest professor literally, like, used to go to, used to, go to school cute every day because I was fine. Mr. Blah Blah don't notice me today. <laughs> so fine, you don't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And tell me how two semesters after the school newspaper published an article talking about... This was a student. He had a student held hostage. <laughs> underage. Minor. I know. I was like... Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, oh, that's a whole other podcast. I know. <laughs> Next episode of the Wolf Portal, we might get to that. But I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know why I keep doing this. It's like, <laughs> like I don't want to do it. It just keeps happening. <laughs> the transition. Every single conversation changes. It's just going to be shit. 
sip of wine after that one. God damn, I wonder how much editing out this person can do. It's just gonna be like clip, clip to clip, just like no transition. So, what do you think? I thought. Mm. No, honestly, I think you should keep it raw, except for the fucking video. <laughs> All that shit. So, my fucking college professor, we had to do uh, our end of the year speech on something, whatever the fuck. And I tried to do mine on grounding because I had just learned about it and just learned about the power of soaking up the Earth's electrons through your feet. It still looks good. And and so, <laughs> make sure you like hit the whole like. like yeah you actually he's like you actually have to do it on something that's real like no theories and I was like no this is real and he's like that's too much of a theory goodbye you thought you were cute I mean he was fine if if you watching this sir grounding is real toxic (laughs) (laughs) but yes all of that all of it goes into it and uh and just and just makes your whole existence brighter, mm-hmm. better. It it and and the more you take care of um and give respect to your meat monkey suit, I feel like the better you are able to function in this realm, mm-hmm. you know? Um Yeah. That's why like even like I was really, really into working out all this time, uh, even before I got my spiritual boots on. And maybe that played a role in it. Maybe it didn't. I mean, there's a lot of meatheads that I know of who aren't into consciousness or mm-hmm. energy or anything like that. But it all just sort of melts and spirals into one another. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's the other thing I had in. Yeah. Like working out. Yoga, yoga is so incredible. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I always notice I actually have been really off of my yoga lately. I used to do this Let's go every to Porsche. morning. Let's yeah. do it. Honestly, we should. We need to. We need to get our video too. We need yeah. To get our matching. Let's matching do it. Do our yoga video. Yes. But I was doing it every single morning, and I think that what got me so motivated to do it was being in the other apartment and being on the porch, like that early morning sun when it was rising and oh my god, I guess I'm gonna show you the forecast. Okay, baby. Um and I haven't haven't been practicing yoga at all and really I can tell a difference. I feel not not as optimized yeah yeah Yeah, it's crazy like personally I cannot go like yeah I won't I won't fucking lie maybe very very rarely I'll go a couple days not days I will go a day 
started meditating and noticed like you know the impact that it has on me I can really only go like a day to tops like if I'm on vacation or something and really just don't have the time which there's this there's this thing that you've probably seen and it's like you should meditate for 20 minutes a day unless you don't have the time then you should meditate for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, even, not even with meditation, but I feel like that can apply to so many things in life. Like, some people are just so fucking committed to being busy. Some people are like, oh my god, I, I have to do this, 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 I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed, I'm always so stressed, I don't have time to do anything. I'm like, but don't you? Yeah. Like, how long were you on your phone today? Ooh, <laughs> tell him. Tell him Honestly, that's gonna hurt some people. And I can't. That's even, gonna hurt some people. Okay, I run my business from my phone, so I can't say that I'm not on my phone. But I truly probably throughout the whole day, my time to scrolling is limited to less than an hour. Because, well, honestly, there's just a lot of people in my social media that I like don't know, don't care about. <laughs> Maybe you edit that part out. <laughs> There's just so many people that I don't know that I I don't know anything about their lives to watch what they're saying. Everybody, this is what I'm like in real life. Like I just Hello. I just literally that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast but we can speak on it briefly uh people do not realize how intense and powerful and potentially scary social media slash ai is um because everybody's just like, oh, oh, there's my phone. I've had it since I've been like 12 or maybe since I've been like 8 or maybe since like I was a baby. Mm-hmm. And so like this phone is my friend. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like my glasses, like my, not these glasses, my seeing glasses. Mm-hmm. It's, it's technology, uh, something that helps you live more optimally. And it's great because I love the fact that if I forget my card at home, 
then, oh, I can just use Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that, like, if I need to tell somebody something who I'm not, like, physically in person with, Mm -hmm. I can just be like, hey. Yeah. It's the convenience factor. But here's the thing. Technology, this new technology, the technology we're talking about, it does not have our best interests in mind. Mm -hmm. In fact, the people who are creating Instagram and creating Snapchat and TikTok have designed these things um, not not only not with our best interests in mind, but they've designed these things like, all right, how can we get them addicted? Mm-hmm. How can we keep them on it longer? How can we make these people using our product feel like they need it? Yeah, I mean, just watch The Social Dilemma. That shit will scare scare your phone away from you for at least a couple days. Here's the thing. People can't even fucking watch it because they're checking their phones throughout the whole thing so they can't get the whole message. They can't get the whole download. Mm -hmm. And I hate it because I sound like a fucking old head because I'm always preaching this shit. But, like, just bring some mindfulness. For anybody watching this, listening to it, just bring a little bit of mindfulness Mm -hmm. to your phone usage. How often are you checking your phone? How often are you picking it up? What are you doing when you check your phone? Are you just checking your text messages or, or, your, or your calendar and what you have planned? Or are you opening Instagram, mm-hmm. seeing how many views you got, closing it out again just to open it back up? Because that's what I fucking do. I'm not talking shit because I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But with the mindfulness that I bring to it, I deleted Snapchat off my phone yeah. the other day because... Oh. I know. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Trying to decide if I should uh, wear, wear the hair or not wear the hair. No answer from Shanoon. None. I'm like, because I, I opened Snapchat. I'm like, okay, close it, open it again. What the fuck did I just do? Nah. Mm-hmm. Had to go. Had to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do the same with Instagram because I'm promoting uh, certain things. And I'm plugged into certain things at the moment. But if that were not the case, Instagram would have had to go too because Instagram is toxic. And just for a couple days, like I'm not deleting these things permanently. Like, bye, I'm on a new wave. No, I just a couple days to recalibrate, and then I'm like, all right, I'm back. Yeah. Back with this newfound mindfulness mm-hmm. of how my life is running without this, uh, so I have that in comparison to how my life is running with it. Yeah. in my life is the first time that I've been using social media so much because I mean I've always had my Snapchat I've always had my Instagram but for whatever reason I was just that person that never and it would honestly annoy me because I'd be the person who never take any pictures never be on my phone when we were out so I didn't have any memories of anything and it was probably a blessing at that point, but now that I run my business solely online, I have to be on it, but it's helped so much with being very mindful of who I follow and really only kind of checking in on what my friends are posting and then besides that, not not scrolling, like not constantly just like tap, 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 tap. Right, because like half 
the world is comparing their lives to other people's lives who have way money, yeah. way more more money than yeah. I can't listen to myself talk. <laughs> Shit, fuck me up. Yeah, but, I mean, the same with the Explore page. Like, sometimes I'll, I'll try to literally just search something on Instagram. Like, oh, my God. Literally go in for a sp- specific reason. And the first reel will catch my mind, catch my eyes, and I'm like, I watch it, and then I'm like, oh, what's next? And then I'm like, whoa, pull it back, get out of here immediately, or you're going to be sucked in. And that's what it does. It literally sucks you in. Like, it literally is so, the algorithm is so specific to you and to what's going on. Like, it's wild. It is, it is crazy. Um, Those, I'm not going to lie though. The new Instagram is kind of like cringe as fuck to me. Like, all these videos that everybody's always posting, like, the reels specifically like I am healthy I am wealthy I am rich I'm that bitch with the words I'm just like "Ah, what the fuck like that shit is so cringe to me I don't like that but to be completely honest I kind of love my explore page uh and I still have to be mindful of it like you have to be mindful of everything but my explore page is like now that uh, I'm using I've brought the mindfulness to Instagram and I'm using it as a tool rather than letting it use me as a tool um, now it's just like mostly like I mean it's stuff you love right it's that's how I mine love. is like the first video will catch my attention because it'll be something like spirituality something about health something about whatever so I'm like oh I love that and they then know. I go to the next one I'm like 10 pages down I'm sending Shannon like 15 memes <laughs> off of this me like, on the other end literally off of this spirituality thing so <laughs> The thing is, like, you can still get sucked in on the social media, even if it's in spirituality, even if it's in mindfulness. So you have to be, like, mindful of the mindfulness, you know? You know what I mean? Like, social media is just so, it's so tricky. Like, it really just, like... Now be aware (laughs) that you're aware. Delete your social media. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm totally kidding, because honestly... It's a great way to connect. It is. It really is. It's a beautiful way to connect. I've met some really 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 cool people specifically from social media I never met them in real life like just from social media but it can also be toxic and detrimental can't tell you how many times I hang out with somebody and they're I don't know what the fuck my phone is because I'm a real human being but (laughs) can't tell you how many times I I don't even have a phone (laughs) because I left that shit off the grid fuck a bitch talking about you want to find me wolf portal (laughs) Literally, it's just like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, huh? What? Oh, huh? What? Oh, my God. Look at this video. Like, did you hear anything I was saying? No, okay. Does my existence matter to you? Oh, okay. Or, like, the worst is when you're, like, watching a movie with somebody and they're just on their phone the whole time. I'm like, are you? You're not going to understand how everything goes into um, Don't you understand that this is the best Harry Potter movie that there is? <laughs> <laughs> I'd Lit- like you to pay attention. Literally. Hmm. Now, this isn't something that I have written down. But maybe we could talk about energy a little bit. Energy and consciousness mm-hmm. as it pertains to our experiences in this dimension. Maybe a little bit of psychedelics. 
me and Danny are taking a little bit of LSD a couple days from now. It's going to be her first time. First time. I'm a newbie. My seventh or something like that. Maybe 102. I don't know. <laughs> Thousandth, whatever. Yeah, counting who's counting. Dude, we could just do DMT instead of LSD. Or we could. I don't know if we should do both. We're going to go off same the record. Time? <laughs> no, no, not at the same time. I just mean within the same week or two. I'd, I know I, this is a wolf portal, but <laughs> damn. <laughs> Come back to the next wolf portal. You're going to see us. No makeup. We're no, going to be like this. We're just going to be naked in front of the microphones. Home, ding, ding, ling, ling, Just playing like a loud Joe Dispenza meditation. I know we started it that way, but I know like they're gonna be like, wait, what's the difference? (laughs) Okay, so you you speak to the people a little bit. Ask you faster. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna take a little commercial break. Commercial break, everybody. Thank you if you're still here. By the way, if anybody thought that my lips, like, this was, like, a lip collar, my lips are just stained this deep purple from this wine, so um, that's what that is. Same. I hope nobody zooms in on this video because my teeth are bright-ass motherfucking purple. Mm. Consciousness. Consciousness. What about it? What about it? <laughs> Can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> There we go. I gotta burn some sage after that, actually. Take away that bathroom energy. Oh, so here's the thing about these beautiful tools. This is the thing. No matter what what theory that you buy into, like, I buy into a lot of theories. There's actually this great quote. I don't know if it's from Dr... Carl Jung or who? So that wine kicking in, but <laughs> um, I think my head's a little cut off. I'm just gonna zoom out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get it back squared away. Um, but it's the quote is, "Accept all, reject nothing." And it actually reminded me of you when I read that, Danny, because you're always like, "I believe everything." There's like this whole, there's like this whole, let me see how I want to word this. There's this whole movement of people who are like, here are my beliefs. Here's what I believe. Um, they don't believe the same as me. Oh, they're stupid. Oh, I don't agree with them. Oh, no, 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 no. Wrong. They're just wrong. I'm I'm not going to even... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to even pay their theory any mind. Uh, and and more than, moreover, 
I don't think I'm going to associate myself with this person because uh, I just want to associate myself with people who believe the same things that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is just so toxic and detrimental because the thing is, there are countless, literally, the correct word is infinite realms that we may or may not be aware of. And, and the most likely case is may not. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always like, I'm always bringing this up. This, this is how we are viewing the world. And for people who are just listening to this and not watching it, I have my hands up as blinders around my eyes, mm-hmm. as goggles. Um, because through all of our conditioning, we have been programmed to view the world in a certain way. And no matter like how much of our own research we do, everything that we know, we found out through somebody else. So what if we play the game like, okay, everything that I know is wrong, then what? Mm-hmm. Then what? Then you have to start doing your own research. And that's one of the reasons why I love Terrence McKenna's work so much because one of the things that he's always preaching, he's always like, he's always like, all right, you know, uh, he's done fucking shitload of really, really high doses of mushrooms, mm-hmm. heroic doses, and a ridiculous amount of DMT and he's always like, all right, well, here's the thing. You got to see for yourself, see for yourself. I'm not saying that I don't agree with this spiritual tradition or this thing. And he didn't really bring up the Bible, but let's just say for shits and giggles, this thing in the Bible or this thing that my teacher told me, I'm not saying that they're wrong, Mm -hmm. but the problem with society is everybody's just believing this person, believing this person because they have this title or they have this degree. What about the truth? What about the shit that gives you the truth bumps? Mm-hmm. What about that? What about the truths that you find out because you feel it in your core? What about those truths? You know? And I don't know what this had to do with energy or consciousness. <laughs> no, I love where I love where you're going with that. And I listened to a TED talk not too long ago. And the guy started off what, and what he said was, don't believe anything that I say. Don't Mm. believe anything you say. Mm -hmm. Don't believe anything that anyone says. Literally don't believe in anything and not saying like, be an atheist, not saying be like hateful of the world. Literally just don't set your mind so closed and so like in blinders that you can't be open to the possibility that something else may be the truth because in all honesty and all when you really think about it no one knows the truth everyone is seeing the world from their own perspective everyone is truly seeing things how they want to see things exactly and when you keep the, the blinders you, up. Yeah, when you keep the blinders up, then you're limiting yourself to maybe, like, maybe you do think that you're seeing the truth, but if you have the blinders and maybe you don't love your life so much, you're not even allowing in the opportunity to have a life that you love because you're so focused 
on what's quote-unquote true that you can't even see that there's other ways, there's other options, there's like, there's so many different paths and different modalities and different... (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) No, but there's just so many different ways to get to the same place. Infinite realms. Yeah. And... Infinite, yes. That's the thing I love so much. You just said it. There's so many different routes you can take to get to the one place Mm -hmm. that matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, like, truly the only thing that I don't believe in is hatred towards other people for what they believe in. Yes. Because, yes, like, I think I've said this before. I don't remember if it was in, like, an Instagram or YouTube, but I think that anyone could pretty much have a convincing story for anything literally like you could tell me something and I could be like yeah there's truth to that I could believe it and then you could tell me the exact opposite the opposing view and I could say yeah there's definitely truth to that I believe Mm. it and awareness there's just yeah there's so many different ways to see things and like I said the only the only things that I won't accept is hatred towards others and like discrimination against how someone else lives their life and yeah I mean that's so that gets really deep into it because it truly goes back to the law of one and believing that we all are part of the same source the same source we're all connected interconnected yeah interconnected in this paradigm yeah and so like you you're you're the worst person and you're the best person all in one so you can't hate you can't hate what you are mm-hmm. because you're both you're mm-hmm. all yeah yeah that makes me think of when i was reading this one book by deepak chopra and he's like he's like really driving the point home of how there's no good and there's no bad which is another thing that's really helped me out in life mm-hmm. a lot because like before if something that i perceived as bad would have happened I freaked the fuck out. Like crying, anxiety, pissed off. God, why don't you love me? What the fuck? Now something doesn't like I want something to happen, but something else happens. I can't I can't sit here and lie and be like and be like I'm like, "Oh, yes, thank you universe. Thank you for this blessing. I realize that it is all in your like no." But, you know, at the same time I have that awareness to be like to be like oh, well, this isn't exactly what I wanted to happen. Mm -hmm. Maybe the universe has something better in store. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, even though I do have this uh, broader field of awareness, like, in a way, I still am like this. And I can be like this, you know? Um, Yeah, and honestly, we were just talking about this earlier. (laughs) Just earlier in the evening, I know. Bring it on up. (laughs) But yesterday. because I have been having this feeling a lot lately that I was telling Shannon earlier or Shannon I know we're in the wolf portal <laughs> but really just like I can't believe I just did that I was getting edited <laughs> out <laughs> I was just getting edited out oh my god <laughs> sending you love sending you light 
WAP. <laughs> my, my Carly B. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so it was just really funny that we were talking about it just earlier today, how, how you really don't realize the, you really don't realize the unfolding of the big plan because mm, I was saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. I didn't say it this well <laughs> earlier, but now I'm like able to actually <laughs> explain it better. But truly, every single event, and I know this triggers a lot of people, but it's not necessarily there for a reason in the sense that like you're supposed to feel. Sh- I don't even know. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Everything happens for a bigger purpose. In perfect timing. The universe is so intelligent. Like, how could we know? Yeah. How could we know Mm -hmm. why things are happening, how they're happening? But everybody has these ideas of this is supposed to happen like this, and this is going to make me the happiest, and this is how I want things to go. But in reality, according to the universe's, the creator's source's plan... Things are going to unfold however they are meant to in that grand scheme of things, yeah. if there is that grand scheme of things, you know? And yeah. so and so, our attachment, it's, that's why this is like probably one of my favorite quotes of all time from Buddha. Him right there. He said it. He done said it. He said... The root of all suffering is attachment, is attachment, attachment, not only to worldly things, my attachment to my phone, my attachment to candles. I fucking love candles. I have an attachment to my cat. I love her. I have an attachment to my clothes, to all these material things, but not just that attachment, attachment to ideas. Oh, this is how this is going to go except it's not. It's just it's just this this thought of how things should go. Mm-hmm. So like if I like go back to how I thought my life was going to go a year ago, well, I'll save enough mo- save up enough money working at this job and then I'll make the right connections and find another job working in a higher plane yeah, and then the universe was like, yeah, yeah, covid bitch. Now what? Mm-hmm. Take it away. <laughs> And, wow, there's so many different ways I could go with that. And, well, I guess I just want to start with saying that you really just have to be open to anything Mm. happening. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because this is not the way that I was even expecting to go. had so many different thoughts. But I used to literally think that I wanted... I was, like, so excited and wanted to work in corporate America. Why? <laughs> literally, literally, why? Why? And honestly, no shame to anyone who does work oh in corporate God, America. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. No shame. No shame at all. Hey, somebody's going to um. do it. <laughs> Hopefully we can edit that shit out. 
But seriously, no shame to anyone who works in corporate America because if that's what you love, if that's what you want, then yes, follow your passion and do the thing. Not everyone is meant to work for themselves. Curly, if you ever watch this, we're really sorry for fucking up the thing. <laughs> You're gonna have to cover that up with a candle or something. Buddha will sit on it. <laughs> stand. I'm just kidding, Buddha's gotta go. <laughs> anyway. Right, right. But everybody has their different roles. It's yeah. just like it's just like the people who who I wanna rant to about all this fucking shit that I'm really big on. Like, oh my god, we are all one. This is the creator and and, and we're all made out of energy. Everything is energy. And, and I could tell this shit to, like, like somebody I love so much. And they'll be like, cuckoo. Baker acted. We're going to get you baked. We're going to get you the meds you need. You know? Um, it's, it's just like that. Like, everybody has their own roles. Everybody has their own journey, their own route that they're supposed to take. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Maybe somebody's passion, like core passion, like the shit that gives you fucking the chills and shit is working in corporate America. And that's fine. That's totally cool. But everybody has their different routes. Mm-hmm. My route was to be a fucking psychonaut hippie mm-hmm. who preaches about this shit and starts podcast yeah. about it. And your route is to be a fucking life coach, manifestation coach. And, and I didn't know that this was the route that my incarnation was going to take. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know. Yeah, like I said, I wanted to be in corporate America, but my my idea of corporate America was literally, I used to tell people this all the time, I wanted to be the person who wined and dined people. And that's because truly all I wanted to do was connect, network, and do fun things. That's like crazy. Like go out to eat, bring them out to drinks, be that person who was like, the fun person who closed the deal. I could see you doing that. Literally, that but was, that's like that me was like seeing my you doing that. Job. Now you is like I know way better. And I just found like a different way to do that same. Like I found a way to help people instead of just like selling them on something, bamboozling them. But you found you found the same thing that you want to do, but it's broken out of the matrix exactly yeah. that was like the matrix job yeah this is like real life this is like actually serving your highest self and mm-hmm. serving source mm-hmm. which is all i want to do now yeah i just want to be of service to others i want to help who's ready to wake up or who even has like the littlest thing in them that's like help me help me mm-hmm. this shit's not real everything's yeah. fake we're living in a simulation like yeah. i want to help those people um and and do the work. Yeah. Do the work for myself. Do the work for others. Do the work for self. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, for source. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because when people used to tell me, like, oh, I, I do this for other people, like, I'd roll my eyes. No, you don't. You fucking do it to make money. You fucking do it to have the, the clout, the fame, whatever. You do it for a reason. But it's, like, yeah, maybe you want to help, like, a little bit. But you don't do it to help people. But then I finally... I, I hit that point of my own journey where I was miserable, mm-hmm. literally miserable, so fucking unhappy, so, like, I knew there was more, but I was stuck, literally so frustrated, stuck, and living in a state of, like, constant, all I, all I did was fucking drink, watch Netflix, go to work, 
and that's it because there was no meaning like i had nothing oh, else oh god that's the thing escapism people yeah. live these lives where like the most the most enjoyable thing that they can do like the only relief to their soul is to escape reality yeah. oh what a way yeah. what and and those same people don't know that there's another way and that other way is to fully take in everything like this whole gift of reality as it is and be intensely present in every moment and intensely grateful yeah. and 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 take it for what it is and make something else out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's not their fault because we're all conditioned and all brought into this paradigm as such. You know, I always think of uh, Plato's allegory of the cave with the people looking at their shadows on the yeah, walls. And like, right. it's just like, like, of course, this is all they've ever seen. Like, why would they think there's something else out there? Yeah, some people just truly... They truly just don't know. And that's the saddest part is that, like, I I was one of those people, like, I didn't know either. And I think it's Sahara Rose that always says, like, the, the most painful part of your life, like, the worst thing that you went through, that's how you're going to help people the most. So, like, that feeling that I used to have of just fucking, like, unhappy, unworthy, broke, and stuck and sad like now that is what I want to help other people get out of because I know how it feels to be there and I know that there's a different way and I truly I truly feel like so fucking blessed that I found the other way and I know not Me everyone too. can find it on their Me own too. and like that's why I want to help. That's why I'm taking yeah. on and embodying this role as the Bodhisattva mm -hmm. or Awakener or whatever you want to call it. Like mm -hmm. that's that's what I feel called to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And so like as me as creative as I can fucking get with it, I'm yeah. gonna get creative and as many different like roles that I can take on uh uh to fulfill that task, like I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But but that is my calling, mm -hmm. you know? And the also the other thing is like I know we were just saying, like, people get so lost in Netflix and drinking, and the thing is, like, we're fucking here, we're drinking wine, like, Cheers. there's nothing wrong. That's a whole you other... You after you. This Cheers. is a whole other... <coughs> there's nothing wrong with having a drink, there's nothing Enjoying wrong life's with, pleasures. Yeah, enjoying life's pleasures, and honestly, like, I fucking... Like, I watch Netflix sometimes. I love watching, like, just random movies sometimes or Friends or New Girl or whatever it may be. Yeah, there's a difference in it now, though, yeah. right? But because I don't lose myself. Before I was watching Netflix and I was like, For found, like found this show. Oh, I can't wait to fucking watch this show. And then I go to work. Oh, shit. Man, the whole time at work, I can't wait to go home to watch this show yeah. and get lost in this show and forget about my life via this show. Because literally, TV and movie escapism, I would say it literally it is on the same level as fucking like getting lost in drugs, alcohol, gambling. Like it is an addiction, because it it actually is. Like you lose your life in that shit, and I see social media lose their life in that shit. Yeah, lose social media in that's, general. That's a scary one because. Seventy-five, and it's probably because people more. don't categorize it as an addiction, exactly. but it really is. It. 
and it's just truly sad because life is so fucking beautiful like there's so much good things literally i can i just going to the beach and experiencing a couple hours watching the sunset sets my fucking soul on fire Mm -hmm. like it really does so amazing to have that and to experience that and to be able to be even a part of it at all like how lucky are we how lucky are we to exist wait wait how fucking blessed to exist not just to exist because we could have all of us this is for everybody we could have existed as a fucking fly or as a beetle or as As a a bird everyone hates as a cat as a dog we could have experience this incarnation as anything mm-hmm. now i'm talking about fucking animals we could have experienced this incarnation as a flower which would probably be fucking dope as a mushroom which low-key i hope i come back <laughs> in my next car- incarnation the next lifetime the next lifetime next lifetime yet we are all here if you're listening to this and and comprehending it we are all here as human beings wait take a second and look at your fucking hand you got five fingers you have five fingers meaning you can do whatever the fuck you want i can't tell you how many times like i swear like i try and like because sometimes i look at my cat and i'm like oh god i love this cat so fucking much (laughs) she's never said a word to me but i love her so much and i swear sometimes she looks at me and i'm like she jealous she got those (laughs) When really Sony's sitting there like, fuck you, mom. (laughs) I know. Literally. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm so blessed to have these thumbs and to be Mm -hmm. a being capable of creating. I can fucking do whatever you want. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can go for a drive. I can, hey, I can have this thought, and here's what I can do with this thought. It won't just be a thought. I can write it down. Freeze time, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Freeze time. You can fucking roll it up, throw it out the window. I could roll up, smoke a blunt if I want to. <laughs> I smoke a blunt right now. Y'all you can take that thought and literally create a movie, which I want it to. A movie, a story. You can create your motherfucking reality. You can consciously, you are the conscious creator of your reality. Can I get a, can I get a, um, Um. the conscious creator of your own reality. You don't have to just sit and be a fucking, (laughs) you don't have to sit and play in a, I mean, you are the observer of everything. Well, that's another podcast. I'm running out of time. You don't have to sit <laughs> and watch your life pass by. Not only can you be fully present in your life, you can consciously create everything. Mm-hmm. You can consciously create your experience. Mm-hmm. This is speaking as someone who has done it. Mm-hmm. Here's a coach right here on how to consciously create your own reality and it's all about how you choose to show up to life right because it's not it's not like it's not like you get all this knowledge like this this here is my pitfall i found out like i found out about the spiritual path 
and started learning, learning more, 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 soaking it all in like a sponge. And yes, this is all so amazing. But then... Didn't do shit. <laughs> I know. Like, I got all these crystals. Where the hell my money at? Where my money at? You know? <laughs> literally, literally. And it's like... Same for so long. So it's like you got to do the work. And you got to show up. Not just like show up. Nah, you got to show up. You have to fucking commit. Be present. Fully present. You within to, yourself. Yeah. Feel. Feel everything. And, and take the time to to connect everything within yourself uh connect not only like everything like your hands to your wrist your wrist your forearm your forearms like do the full body scan do the full body meditation do the other meditations Mm -hmm. then keep that present sense with you Mm -hmm. throughout the day and then with your being who you are you got to form that connection to everything external Mm -hmm. you know and, and you also got to, like, watch, observe, bring awareness to how you're showing up to all the other elements in your life, mm-hmm. the people you love, the people you don't love, the situations that you like, the situations you don't like, mm-hmm. all of it, all of it. And that's where the alchemy comes in. Yeah. And I will say that reading... The Power of Now was like a big catalyst in... You got to tell him. <laughs> that was our book. That was that was a book club book. If anyone wants to join book club, we're thinking about starting it back up. Might read the Bible, might read something Hit else. up the line. No, but really that book was a huge catalyst in... Thank you, Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> Thank you, Eckhart Tolle. That book was huge for me. Huge. It was huge. It was a massive shift. That was... I know, like, bringing it back full circle to the beginning of the podcast, but that also was a very big shift in my religious spirituality, like, Mm -hmm. God journey, because Mm -hmm. he explains it so well in how to relate spirituality and presence to God and how it can be, like, mixed up and really just brings more, like awareness to the topic and talk so much about I mean this makes a lot of sense and I feel like we all know it on a basic level but when you like really ingraining this in my mind with such a big shift like we're not living in the future and we're not living in the past that shit is made up can you can you grasp the future that's what I thought you fucking can't so stop thinking about it 24-7. Yeah. Stop investing all of your energy yeah. into it. Because when you're thinking about it, that's you investing energy. Mm-hmm. What about the past? Can you can you go back, Danny? Can you go back to any element of your past? Can, no. can you touch it? You can't do shit with can it. You know, exactly. You Power of now. This time. Book. Wait. I know what we, were, we were talking about the book, but what was the point? Presence. <laughs> such a good point before. Yeah, you're really on a roll. (laughs) (sighs) You're on a fucking roll. It's all good. Gotta get loose. Get loose. Get loose. So, yeah, I feel like the... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm good. I'm good.
most genuine, heartiest laugh. Sounds like, did you watch The Proud Family on Disney Channel? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the grandpa? <laughs> With the green hair. <laughs> that was, that's my laugh. Oh my god. Wait, I need to watch that, like, immediately. <laughs> so bad. But that's, like, my most sincere laugh. Anyways, I think the point that you were driving home about the power of now is that when when we come to talk about presence, it's like it really escapes us all. Like if you would have told me how unpresent I'm being in reality as it is, like I would not have believed you. I would not have believed anybody. Uh yeah. Maybe I would have because, like, honestly, like, I think I've told you this before. I disassociate a lot. Yeah. It's something I'm still, like, working on. But but there's no such thing as past. Yeah. There's no such thing as future, even though we think about it. And, like, even, like, you can, like, think of Eckhart Tolle as a very wise, very smart, fucking amazing individual. Um, NASA Actually, I don't know if it's NASA, but scientists have, have science now... Scientists. <laughs> the real science. S-C-I-E-A. <laughs> the real science now says that past, present, future are all happening simultaneously. Back to the fucking motherfucking quantum. Quantum. Where literally, yeah. okay, this is my this is my favorite thing to think about mm. because if you start to reframe your mind this way, it will change your fucking life. Every single. Tell them how thing, to frame it. I'll tell them. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Literally anything that you could ever want, every single thing in your life is possible, and I'm gonna tell you right now why. So. Every single choice that we make breaks off into another reality. So every single time we make a decision, it can be the smallest decision or the biggest decision. So to go to college or not to go to college, to walk to the store or to stay home, every single decision breaks off into a different reality. So there are infinite, infinite. That means you cannot count the amount of realities that are happening at this exact time. Like, there are so many different realities. And at any stage, you can jump into a different reality by a simple choice. So for a manifestation example, let's just say you really want to be rich. So right now you're in this state of, of like barely paying your bills, living paycheck to paycheck, whatever it may be. In another reality, you are... Rich as fuck. You're rich as fuck. You're going on vacations. You're flying first class. You are literally living your dream life. And literally all it takes is one step into the next reality, which is one choice, one mindset change, one fucking quantum leap into the next reality. And it's it's literally the flip of a switch. It's so easy but just like if, we were talking about earlier, yeah, like if you become it, you you, you got to do become. the work. You can't just be like, well, yeah, fuck. Like I know this other quantum me exists, and I want to be rich, but like I don't know. Like no, you you got to commit to it. Mm-hmm. And the next time you're at work and all your coworkers are like, I'm so fucking broke, don't say shit. Walk away. Do Literally not walk the fuck away. Do if not. If you hear anyone say they're broke, 
walk away. Those words do not come out of my mouth anymore. Never say those words. And since I stopped saying, because I used to on God, on everything, I used to be like, oh, I wish I could, but I'm so... won't say it. And since I stopped saying it, guess what? Mm-hmm. There's money in my account. Yeah. It's crazy the way the universe works, but mm-hmm. hey, I don't fucking know. That's just how it works. Yeah. Once I legitimately committed to committed to myself, committed to the universe, committed to 100% all in going for it, that I was rich and that I lived a life that I loved and I wanted, that's when shit started to happen for me. Literally, that was the exact moment. You have to become, you have to be fully committed and be that person. Step into that quantum reality fully. You can't like, and like, not just like one tiptoe, like when you're seeing if the water is like warm enough. Mm-mm, no. Mm-hmm. You got a fucking cannonball into that quantum reality mm-hmm. that you want to exist in. Mm-hmm. And once you commit, once you commit to doing the work and all of that, then that's when it manifests. That's when all of it manifests. Yeah. And it's it's more than just saying, oh, it's more than saying the phrases like, oh, I'm broke or whatever. It's also saying, like, things are too expensive because when you say, oh, that's expensive, you're putting a cap on what you think is expensive because guess what? If somebody's making a million dollars, that shit, whatever you think is expensive, is not expensive to them. It's probably so cheap. They probably don't even care about it. They probably don't even want it because it's not even in their, it's not even in their realm. It's Bugatti. Literally. They they don't even care about it. And not saying that they're better than you or anything, but truly just that. They have a different mindset. They have a different mindset. They're existing in a different reality. Try to switch around saying expensive as to saying like, Oh, that's luxury. Oh, yeah, that's high class. Like, yeah, that's something that uh, that Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill helped me with a lot mm-hmm. because there's the person that's like, there's the person that's like, oh, I can't afford that. And then there's a the person that's like, I can't wait till I'm able to afford that. I'm working towards the day that I can afford that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like all these little things. That's already mine. Yeah. Yes. And I just have to allow the universe to show me the way to actually bring it into my reality. Beautifully said. It's just the mindset shifts, really. It's That's, just like truly. It's all about mindset. How you look at the world. Mm. That'll change your motherfucking life. Whole entire life. Ew. And that's like the thing too. Like I don't know what it is that just it's like every third word that anybody says just gets me thinking about all of Alan Watts' teachings. Mm-hmm. Um and like <laughs> and it's like the core of it is like the core of it is all we're all caught up in all our neuroses and all our thoughts and all our beliefs and all our this is what I have to do so that life will be okay. But in the grandest scheme of things, how many times have you breathed today? How many times have you taken a breath? You don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Your body's just doing it. How about your heartbeat? How about your heart that's pumping blood to your lungs, to out, to all, throughout all your whole entire body? What about 
did and you just picked up that glass where you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta fucking lean in and reach for the glass and fucking and do this and then, no, you just breathed. You were just like unconscious. And so, and so that goes to say there is a very intelligent primordial. I like to think benevolent force behind everything here in this universe Mm -hmm. and it's all about trusting that getting into alignment with and then trusting that force there's so much thinking going on and so much like so much like uh intelligence isn't the word for but just like control like I gotta be in control of this and I gotta do this this and this but what if you just get into alignment with and then just trust trust that intelligent force behind everything trust that it's working for you and trust that there's other forces that are in cahoots to make sure that everything is a-okay for you you know, align with all of that and just see how things pan out. Yeah. You know, the sun's not thinking, I gotta shine this bright and I gotta keep this many people warm and I gotta do this, this, and the sun's just fucking shining every single day. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that example about nature in general. Like, nature isn't stressing about anything, it's just. It's doing its damn thing. Yeah. These fucking trees. You think these trees give a fuck? These flowers. You think they give a fuck? They're just chilling. Let's ask this tree. It's not a tree. Actually, <laughs> it's thriving. But if we ask the plant in the corner, it will tell you it's unhappy <laughs> with its living situation. That plant in the corner is off camera for a reason. I'm sorry, Carly. I killed your plant. I'm sorry. <laughs> this just cork in the bottle it wasn't thinking of how it's gonna come out the bottle reminded me of jack sparrow <laughs> where's the rum <laughs> me <laughs> every night why why oh alcohol good old and here's the thing here's the thing i don't even want to say it because like i've said it so many times but like I do not rebase cocaine. No, I do not go out <laughs> and get fucked up all the time. All that unconscious behavior. <laughs> I don't get fucked up. <laughs> hey, you thought you were getting fucked up? <laughs> but I don't go out and get fucked up. <laughs> What I do is I go to Total Wine. And I get fucked up at home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but seriously, who could help? <laughs> Please edit this out. Because, <laughs> like, because like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not, here's the thing. I had a bottle of Patron in the freezer for like months didn't give a fuck about it there'd be times when i'd be in the house kind of like i could go for a drink right now 
I'm not going to make myself a fucking tequila drink. I don't give a fuck about tequila. We talk about some wine. You can get wine in the house. Anytime. Every day. Wine has health benefits. Red wine. <laughs> and a glass. One glass. One. How many glasses I will go through? Here's the thing. Like, we're preaching. Make no mistake. I haven't at all figured out, sweet listeners, at all. Um, there's still things that I struggle with, which this conversation has been going on for two hours now. I'm probably going to make this part one and part two. Maybe this could be our last or second to last whatever topic. Things that we struggle with. This is going to get real as fuck on the wolf portal. This is going to get real. I wasn't expecting things to get... I did not have that written down. I wasn't expecting this either. Me neither. I don't want to. Maybe we just won't talk about it. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Okay. I'll go first since it's my idea. Things that I struggle with. (laughs) Got a little breathy. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, wine. Drinking wine. And it seems like something so trivial, like, so, like, whatever, like, Mm -hmm. If we're looking at fucking, and maybe I shouldn't put as much, like, as heavy as a weight on it as I do, because I really do. But, like, when you're looking at people in fucking France and Italy, they have, like, a glass of wine with, like, every meal and, like, glasses of wine throughout the day. And it's just normal for them. So maybe, like, it's me putting too much of a weight on it. But at the same time, I'm like, I drink too much fucking wine. And I want to drink less. And it's going to take me looking deep, deep into... Well, why, why when it comes like to like three, five o'clock, do I feel like I need a glass of wine? Um, and I don't know, you know, but, but I just love wine. I love the feeling that it gives me and I don't want to become dependent on it because like anytime I start to feel like I'm getting dependent upon anything, I'm like cut off. Like this week I've had like, two maybe three cups of coffee because I was like because I got way way too like like not only was I with the Keurig making like multiple cups of coffee like I want multiple two cups of coffee throughout the day but then I like found myself in the the drive-thru at Dunkin Donuts and I was like what the fuck am I doing <laughs> too much cut off And it's like the same with weed. Like I have gone through periods where I get really dependent on weed Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I got to fucking stop. And it's amazing, honestly, like, like seeing the difference of me smoking weed Mm -hmm. every morning when I wake up, which is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Nothing's wrong with it. No judgment. But there's like definitely a noticeable difference Mm -hmm. with me who's like 
I don't have any weed or I'm just like, I'm going to save this weed and not going to smoke it as soon as I wake up or I'm going to wait till the end of my day to smoke it. So wine is one of the things that I struggle with. Another thing, uh, I think I was going to say weed is my next thing, but I already got that out of the way. Oh, procrastination. It's ugly. It's ugly, friends. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that has been something in me in high school. That's in all of us. Honestly. In middle school. Like, mm-hmm. I just like, oh, this is what I have to get done. Mm, I'm not going to do it. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it the next day. Mm-hmm. I'll do it the next day. But what is it in me? Because I tell you, when I take, like, shrooms or something, if I think of something, I'm like, I got to get this done, I'm going to do it right there on the spot. Like, the last time when I took the five grams of shrooms, I was, like, looking at my toilet. I was like, that's fucking gross. Damn, I can't believe this is really coming out. It was only gross because I just threw up. But (laughs) But I was like, that's fucking gross. And I know. Can you edit this out, sir, please? <laughs> but I was like, this is fucking gross. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to need to clean this all tomorrow. I was like, no, I'm cleaning this right now. While you were in shrooms? Damn. Yeah. It was funny, too, because I was having a conversation with my roommate before I took the shrooms. And she's like, I don't know what it is with me, but, like, everything just always looks so dirty when I'm on acid. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like weird. I've never had that. <laughs> Oh my god. Cleans the entire bathroom. Off the shrooms, I was like, I can't believe I've been living like this. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Started cleaning everything. But it was like right then, right there. And and I will say that that's something that I've gotten kind of good with. Like, I'll notice something and I'll remember the me on shrooms or that little like feeling inside of me that's like, mm-hmm. that's like, because I know that it's easier. And this is even with anything like like, doing the dishes. This is a lot with doing the dishes. Because I'll just put it in the sink. Like, whatever. I'll do it later. I'll fucking do it tomorrow. But there's, like, this little voice in my head. It's like, no, nah, why don't you just do it now? Do it now. Do it now. And I'm like, all right. Fine. I'll do it now. And it's like, it is it is nice when I'm able to listen to that little voice. Mm-hmm. As far as other things that I struggle with go, let's feel into myself. Let's feel... Drinking, procrastination. Hmm. If we're just doing top three, I'm going to have to say judgment. Not just judgment of others, mm-hmm. but judgment of self. Mm-hmm. Really hard on myself. Um, and that's like that's another case where mindfulness has been just this beautiful catalyst mm-hmm. in my life. It's just like bringing that mindfulness to everything. You were really on the third thing that uh judgment, judgment of not just others but myself, which really minuscule is what's that saying as above so below. That shit is so real. And I used to think like Oh, sorry, guys, it's just kind of cold in here. Oh, 
down the air to 65 degrees. <laughs> She's like, it's cold. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I think I got the super suit. <laughs> Where's my super suit? Anyway. Sorry, continue. <laughs> so, as above, so below. And I used to think about that saying, like, like, look at somebody and, like, look at all the things you judge in them and and really, like, all those things are just things buried in your subconscious and things about yourself that you just don't want to look at. And I'd be like, yeah, fucking right. At some people in my life who I won't talk about, but you let you know. Some people in my life who, like, I see the darkest parts of them and I'm just like, there's no fucking way. Mm-hmm. But the more and more shadow work that I've been doing and uh, incorporating into my life, I see that that's actually really fucking true Mm -hmm. uh so this judgment aspect of myself judging others i'm pretty good i'm pretty good uh about judgment and letting all that shit go um and just realizing that i don't know shit and all these parts of me that are so inclined to judge others like they've just been conditioned to be that way but but with myself really hard on myself uh, there's there's a lot of judgment that goes on there. So that's been something that I've just been working on day by day, kind of trying to take apart all the little Lego blocks that I built up. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you've gotten pretty far in that since, like, starting your spiritual journey. Definitely. Definitely since starting. There's still a lot to go. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot, but... But I'm just so blessed and so grateful of all the knowledge that I've acquired and uh, things that I've integrated into my being, mm-hmm. teachings, lessons, all that that I've incorporated into my being. I'm so grateful for it all because mm-hmm. uh, they've just allowed me to to live my life on a whole different trajectory than I would have been. You know, so those are my big three. How about you? I really was just like listening to yours, so I wasn't thinking about what I should be saying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I would say, take your time. It's like the you said the biggest challenges, right? Or the biggest? I think that's what it was. Not flaws. What was it? The, big, the things that you're working on the most? Yes. Okay. That is something along those lines. I would say that number one would just be the belief in myself. Like, I, I definitely believe in myself to an extent, but just... But it m- should be more, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, always... Like, knowing that I'm capable of literally anything, which I do on a surface level, and I I truly do believe that I am capable of everything and anything, but following through on that belief. Yeah, that's why, like, integration is, like, my shit nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like, integration's my favorite word, and it's, like, the hottest topic, um... 
because that word is so deep like integration means not only just like learning about it Mm -hmm. knowing what it is but threading it into Mm -hmm. every fiber of Mm -hmm. your existence that's fucking deep yeah and at every level you have to break through that barrier again you know what i mean yes you can believe that you're yeah. capable of something and you can achieve it, and then you get to that next level, and you you basically have to like win that level too. Like you have to break through that barrier and believe that you're capable of that. And like the more that you expand your mind and the more that you see other people doing it, like oh, it allows you to shit. believe. Shit. It allows you to believe that that you are capable of anything and everything and you just have to keep you know going and going and going so just working through that every single time i get to a new a new level is believing that i'm capable and able to hit the next level you saying that really reminds me of something that i was thinking about really deeply earlier yeah and that is uh and i kind of touched on this earlier how we learn about all these things learn about all these things and get all acquire all this knowledge which is great it's good it's good for us to know it and and uh to become aware that it exists and that you know there's this whole other way that we can view things but it's so easy to just like learn about it I mean all right what else what else what else what else what else Mm -hmm. integration Mm -hmm. integrating that teaching into who you are is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Cause it's so easy to just, and I fell victim to this for a longer, like a longer period than I'd like to admit. Still fall victim to it. Oh, all the time. But so much fun to learn. It is. It is. Implement? That's the thing. Oh, that's work. So that's, <laughs> that's been my shit lately. Implementing, all these things and integrating them into the foundation of who I am as a person. I've come to realize that's, that means more than just learning about learning about it's good because you can tell others about it, you know, and you can like, like shine the light that that gave you for a little bit, but to like really integrate it. And then not only to integrate it, but to then come to all these new levels and then, oh, keep integrating, keep yeah. integrating, keep integrating. That's why, like, I've, uh, I can't remember if I told you this or not, but, like, I made it, like, this new thing. I'm biting off smaller chunks now because mm-hmm. I used to just be like, ah. <laughs> like, I want it all. I want all the new teachings, all the, mm-hmm. and I'm biting off smaller chunks, focusing on them, mm-hmm. focusing on them integrating them Mm -hmm. doing the work Mm -hmm. and then and then you know i'll keep going i keep going yeah you're so right it's so easy to keep learning keep learning keep learning looking for the next thing the next thing like feeling like you're really getting somewhere but then at the same time missing something like you're missing a piece like you can't you can't actually reach your goals you can't get to where you're looking to go because you're still missing that one thing but you can't figure out what it is and then make sure the thing yeah the thing is that you're missing applying it to your life like yes it's so important to learn and i could learn for fucking ever i love to learn literally 
I will never stop being a student of life, but like you said, I've also tried to focus more on implementing what I am learning so that it actually benefits me and it benefits the people that I teach. Others around you. Yeah. Because that's the point of all of this, yeah. right? To ease suffering, ease yeah. the suffering. Because how many times, like, how many times have you read a book or read a passage and been like, that resonates so hard, that's so true, I love that, you want to talk all about it, and then whatever, like a couple weeks go past and you forgot, forgot all about, about it, it, and then like, Six months later, you pick up that book or you come across that passage again, and then it, it hits you again, and you're like, wow, I already read this, but, like, fuck, I forgot. Oh, I literally forgot, and how That's often fresh. does that happen? I would say the third thing is really just expecting to be somewhere that I'm not yet and hoping, not hoping, but living in a future sense versus the when the future is not real yeah exactly when the future is just made up in my own mind and so not living as much in the present and truly just thinking too much in the future and while it's obviously important to have that away (laughs) we're gonna sage that construct all away this has been cheers yeah cheers to this amazing danny peterson we have been trying to do this motherfucking world portal i I can't tell you how many times. No, you're good. I was just trying to see if it's still recording. I can't tell you how many times me and Danny would get in deep ass conversations, and I'd be like, "So stop, many. stop. We need the microphones right now." Literally halfway through our conversation, we'd be like, "We can't talk about this. I know. We're going to talk about it on the wolf save portal. Save it. Save it for the wolf portal. And there's much, much more. Maybe we even end up." <gasps> <laughs> maybe we even end up doing a podcast a little bit sooner than anticipated after our journey together mm. who knows but who knows who knows danny peterson ladies and gentlemen an amazing individual pillar of light in this matrix it's been a fucking pleasure danny peterson to be here <laughs> and i love you danny i love you tell the people how they can find you hey guys can find me on instagram at danny peterson.co.co and other than that find me on the wolf portal because i will be back and she gonna be up in this bitch i would love to hear what you guys have to say Leave reviews, leave hear, comments. Hear your feedback. Fucking follow Shannon because she is an angel in this world. Love to God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and we had too much wine tonight. <laughs> so that's how you that's how you know when I start hiccuping. This is my body's way of telling me like bitch, cool it. This was the philosopher's <laughs> we love you we are offering you light love heightened energy heightened thank you for having me all that amazing um